Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to New Church Live. Today we're going to be talking about how variety is perfection. We're going to learn what that means, and what I hope you take away from it today is the reminder that it's great that you are you. And it's great that all of us are who we are in all of our uniqueness and all of our difference. And that sounds like the right thing to say, but why? Why is that great? Why is it great that you are who you are and that you're different from everyone else and everyone else is who they are? And when we're feeling frustrated by the differences that we have and the problems that they can seem to cause, we might be saying that differently. We might say, what's so great about that? I think that the answer is in this, what I feel like is a powerful image in the book of Revelation. There's a passage here in 7-9 where it says, After this I looked, and before me there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Just so you know, that, that Lamb is God. If you're not familiar with the book of Revelation, God often appears as a lamb in it, which was just some imagery that I felt like, who cares? I just skipped past it mentally whenever I'd hear that. Yeah, okay, it's a lamb. That's good. But I got struck by how powerful that image is when I actually saw it happen. I mean, I saw a play. People were acting out that part of the book of Revelation. So uh, a stone's throw from here, I mean, you'd have, to be, you'd have to be really good at throwing stones, but if you could really, really huck a stone, you could hit the Bernathan Cathedral from here. And they have, every year, this uh, outdoor enactment that they do where they act out scenes from the book of Revelation because of what New Church Theology says about the symbolism of those scenes and what it means in all of our lives. And so I was there with my family, and... They were, there was dramatic stuff going on. There was people, they had beards, and there were scrolls being opened, and there was uh, floods and all kinds of cool effects. And then this part comes up where the lamb shows up, and they had a real lamb come out. And it hit me for the first time how dramatic that is to have in the middle of all this crazy book of Revelation imagery going on, God shows up, and he's just this little fluffy white ball with legs. And that lamb not only looked cute, but it acted cute. So it was a real lamb, and it didn't care at all that there was this big, there was, there was like hundreds of people in the crowd. It didn't care about that. didn't really care about the music or anything. It just thought, I've got this grass right here. I'm going to eat this grass. And it was supposed to walk across, but it didn't want to. So the guy was kind of like tugging on it. The, the guy who owned it was tugging on its little harness and had to go and pick it up and bring it over. It was cute. It was a cute little thing. It was innocent, and it just made you feel this kind of love for what's little and precious in life. So when you have here this huge multitude of people of all kinds from all over the world standing before that lamb, 
that is a picture of all the different kinds of people coming to realize that this innocent goodness, that this precious little love that can exist in the hearts of all of us, that's what's most important in life. That's what matters. And this scene feels even more dramatic because it's all these different kinds of people doing it. But why? Why couldn't it, wouldn't it just make more sense if God had just made all the people the same, because we're all trying to get to the same place, right, where we're standing before the Lamb and we're loving what's good and true. So why have this whole spectrum of humanity when we're all just trying to get here? The variety in people is a, as they say, a feature, not a bug. It's not something that God can miraculously overcome to get a common outcome. It is essential to the plan. Have you ever heard that saying, variety is the spice of life? Yeah. It's not true. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to start a fight with people who love that saying, but my, my problem with that is that what, what's, what spice, what role does that play? It's when you already made the food, and it's there, and you taste, well, it could taste a little better if we put this extra thing on it. It's an afterthought, it's a, it's a bonus, but you could still get full without it. But in complex systems, variety is not the spice, variety is the food, it's the protein. It is, you have to have variety for complex systems to do important things. I'll show you how this works with non-human systems first. My favorite one is ecosystems. So have you ever, you've probably heard of biodiversity. People say it's important to protect biodiversity. What is that and why does it matter? Biodiversity means a bunch of different animals and plants and microbes all living together in the same place and all interacting with each other. So an ecosystem is where there's these relationships between all these organisms and what one does affects the next one and down the chain and it creates, the sum total is it creates this stable habitat that all those life forms can thrive in. And the more kinds of species you have, the more resilient an ecosystem is because if conditions change, if things get hotter, there are organisms that can take advantage of that. If things get colder, there are organisms that can take advantage of that biodiversity, healthy, the, the more species you have in an ecosystem, the healthier that ecosystem is. The next one would be complex machinery. For example, computer chips. If we're going to go make a computer, you don't just say, well, the perfect computer would be if I only had those orange boxes and I could just put a bunch of them together. I have no idea what these parts of a computer chip are. I don't, I don't understand. How does that make a computer? I, like I've seen circuit boards a hundred times, but how you go from that green thing with those little things clamped on it to the images we're looking at here, it's magic. But that magic depends on all different kinds of elements arranged together. You cannot have a computer chip with one little doohickey over and over and over again. But the best example of this system is the human body, of this principle is the human body. Because what's more of a single unit than a human body. You never say, oh, look at that. Jerry's eyebrows just came in, and his kneecaps, and his feet. It's, it's Jerry, it's one person. We have all these different elements in us. 
you have a heart, which is really nothing like your lungs, which is really nothing like your digestive system, which is very much not like your bones. But yet, all of those extremely different elements together come and create the most versatile thing in the universe. Human, the human being is an amazing system, and it only can be what it is because of its complexity, and that complexity arises from different things working together. If you go back down to single-celled organisms, they can do so much less because there are so many fewer different parts inside of them. So variety is not the spice, it is the food. It is the main course in these systems. Actually, if you then know the big picture of God's system and what divine providence is trying to do in life, the idea that two people could be the same is actually shocking to you. So I'm going to read you an account. Uh, this is from New Church Theology. It's when Emmanuel Swedenborg was having a spiritual experience and was actually talking with angels and was just entertaining the idea, well, what if there was two people who were actually the same? And let's see how they react to that. And this is illustrating how important the variety is, how important it is that you are you, that you're not somebody else, regardless of how many Instagram likes they have. When I merely entertained the thought that there could be two people precisely the same or identical, it aroused horror among those in the world of spirits and among the angels of heaven. Here's why. So they're, it's freaking them out, and here's why. All unity is formed out of harmony among many. It's not just, oh, it can be nice. All unity is formed out of harmony among many. The way that the many harmonize determines what kind of unity they have. No monolithic unity lasts. Only the unity created by harmony. So the variety not only makes something united, it makes it so it can stay united. So every community in the heavens forms a single unit, as do all the communities or the whole of heaven taken together. So even on the grandest scale, and God's plan is to have people and bring them together in a happy community that you can call heaven. Even on the largest scale, it's about the variety of these different communities and different elements working together, and look how it comes together. The Lord alone makes this happen, and He does so through love. If you go back to that image of the lamb and all the people with the different languages and the different tribes and the different nations before the lamb, you can have plenty of different things that don't accomplish anything together. You could have all of those parts of a computer chip. If they were just someone just threw them in a bucket, you're not going to get Mac OS out of that. But when they're united in a common purpose, that's when 
variety equals perfection. And the purpose is love. That picture of the lamb with everyone in front of them is not just, oh, everybody's different, but it's we're all with our differences focusing through love on what's good and wishing well to all. So that is the way in which variety creates perfection. In the next section, we're going to look at how the, the mechanics of how variety creates perfection in heaven. Before that, though, I want to give you an example of this because you're going to see we've got two people here and they're about to do different things. And he's got an instrument there. It's got different strings with different notes on it. If everybody just got up here and we're going to tune all the strings to E, they're both going to sing E. It's not music. Music is a variety of performers, a variety of instruments, but they're aimed at this common goal together. So let's experience it in real life. Nice job, guys, and it's fine. I, that, that mess up you guys did is fine. You hear that in the chorus, they were singing different notes, right? 
I'm just kidding. It's harmony, right? This is, this is what him, them both singing different notes that go together sounds cooler than if you're just singing the same note. And that song is a classic, and people all over the world have loved it. And the, the chorus is, let's get together and feel all right. And that pull, that call to get together, doesn't have the same majesty to it if it's just like, we're already together. We're already all the same, and now let's do this. This is about God's plan to make a unity out of different parts. And this is always how God acts in everything. And we can understand more about the perfection of variety by learning a bit about how the parts are meant to relate to each other in a system. So this is, we're going to play a little video clip, and this is going to be me reading out of Swedenborg, out of New Church Theology, and it's, it's pretty short, but it's describing not only how parts work together, but how they're supposed to relate to each other, and you'll see a visual example, too, that I want to comment on. So let's watch that quick clip. Every perfect whole arises from a variety of elements. For a whole that is not composed of a variety of elements is not really anything. It has no form, and therefore, no quality. However, when a whole does arise from a variety of elements, and the elements are in a perfected form in which each associates with the next in the series like a sympathetic friend, then it has a perfect quality. I actually even like the watch as an analogy better than the computer chip. Because in the watch, it's obvious and undeniable in all of its analog fashion that you have to have these different pieces working together to accomplish this complex task. You need, get the gears, you can just see in that picture there, the gears have to be different size. The little doohickeys have to be different than the gears. I'm not a, a watchmaker. But what you could think is that that's got a limit on it. So we've got all the pieces, they're working together, but at some point the watch is full. And then you don't need any more pieces. And if you have a redundant piece, throw it out. But in the ultimate system, which is the system of heaven, actually it gets better the more people participate in it. This is why I can guarantee 100% that we need you in that system. And the way that we participate, it said there, when each element, and I, I partially included this just because of this phrasing, when each element in the system relates to the other like a sympathetic friend, that the different parts in a system, like in a watch, like oh yeah, you're my friend, I'm this gear and where I've got these things bumping out, you're bumping in so we can turn together. Friendships aren't based on, I'm going to pick out who's the exact same as me. This is about the relationship between. So that relationship can grow to amazing levels. And I have a quote here from Nutrish Theology about how the more people, that not only the more different kinds of people, but the more people that participate in heaven, the better heaven gets. So you make heaven better just by showing up. It says, heaven's form is the most perfect form of all. Variety is perfection. 
heaven is the most perfect form, so heaven must also be the most varied form. And in the case of the most perfect form, the more people there are, the more there is a shared motion toward oneness among them. The more people, it's not like, all right, we mastered this thing with 10 people. Now let's see if we can do it with 100 people. That'll be harder. It's better. You're more one the more people there are. And the more different kinds of people, the more connections can be made. It makes it better. It's not, oh, I'm at the heaven community meeting and I'm, oh, there's too much traffic now. All these people are showing up. Can't we close this thing off? Everyone in heaven is excited for more people to get there because it makes it better. It makes us more one the more people there are. And they are therefore joined more cl- together more closely and more harmoniously. You can have systems that when there gets to be a ton of people, oh, I just feel like I'm a number. But if there is this love that's uniting everybody, then the more people that are engaging in that and the more different kinds of people that are doing that, the more connected we all are. The harmony and consequent joining together increase as the numbers increase because, and this is where you can do something that nobody else in the universe can do. Each new constituent there is placed between two or more others in order to connect them together. And therefore, the new element provides strength and connection. So you might think, like, what, what do I have to offer? Everybody has a place in the grand vision of how the human race can work together. And because of who you are, because of how you think, because of your life experiences, you get life in a certain way, and you can contribute in a way that's going to bring two places, two groups of people, two parts of humanity together in a way that nobody else possibly could. You see this in the role that people can play in their families, in the role people can play in their communities. People connect things together. Every single person strengthens the whole because they can connect things in a way that nobody else can. So it's great that you are who you are, and it's great that you are different from everyone because we need you to do your thing that you can do that no one else can do. That's part of what makes heaven heaven. Since everyone is trying to make it better, that's why it's full of joy. But I also want to play one more video clip about the nature of how joy is in heaven and how it spreads, which will give us a, a sense of why it's, the more people that arrive there, the better that it gets. So this is it's me narrating again, and this is again from New Church Theology. This one's two minutes long. But it's this really cool passage that we tried to bring to life here. To offer just an idea of it, the countless pleasures and joys in heaven, which come together to create a single experience shared by all, carry with them a certain emotion. Within that common experience or that common emotion are points of harmony among a boundless number of feelings. I was allowed to perceive that there were countless parts, organized in a way that can never be described. 
Every one of the parts is alive, and every one of them affects us all the way to our core, for the deepest parts are where heavenly joy comes from. I also perceive that joy and happiness seem to come from my heart, gently permeating even the tiniest parts of my nerves. The sensations of this joy at the deepest levels made it seem as though each nerve was composed of nothing but joy and good feelings. The nerves seemed alive with happiness. The joy we feel in physical indulgence compared to these joys is like a coarse, stinging dust compared with the gentlest breath of pure air. We may gather the magnitude of heaven's pleasure simply from the fact that for everyone there it is delightful to share their happiness and bliss with someone else. And since everyone in the heavens is like this, we can see how immense heaven's happiness is. For there is in heaven a sharing by everyone with each individual, and by each individual with everyone. Don't subscribe, they're just trying to hook you. So the ending is really why I want to include this here in this message, because for, in, in the heavenly form, which you can talk about heaven as a place in the life after death, and I really do believe there is this awesome place that we can go to, but it's also something you can be experiencing anytime you're in this shared drive to make things better. Whenever we're experiencing, hey, we're all different, we all have these different lives, but we're going to come before the Lamb, before love, and try to do this. So in that state, the more that you're sharing love with someone, the happier you become. And the more that there's a, this network of people together, there's a sharing from everyone with each individual and each individual with everyone. So something just about you and how you live your life, you give a gift that goes to everybody and everybody gives their gifts back to you. So it's what we could call a positive feedback loop. All right, so let's take a minute to process that. We've been thinking pretty lofty. We've been thinking about heaven on the grandest scale, which is heaven itself, but this variety being perfection actually can show up in any size group anywhere in your life, and we're going to look at that in the final section. I see trees of green Red roses too I see them bloom For me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I skies of blue and clouds of white a bright blessed day a dark sacred night and I think to myself what a wonderful world sky are also 
on the faces of people passing by. I see friends shaking hands, singing, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies crying. I watch them grow They'll learn much more Than I'll ever know And I think to myself What a wonderful world I think to myself What a wonderful of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people going by I see friends shaking hands singing how do you do they're really saying Babies crying I watch them grow They'll learn much more Than I'll ever know And I think to myself What a wonderful world I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Thank you. Marcus and I were wondering before today, am I going to forget that that little video plays? Am I going to walk out on stage? But I didn't. Don't forget to do what that video says. Your donations are what make New Church Live happen. So thank you for making it happen.
So I want to bring this concept of any group of people being able to be heaven as long as from our different, our variety of ways of being, we focus on the common goal of love. That's something you can see in any group anywhere. And I, there was three examples that I felt like were really hitting me as I was putting this together. The first one is the community that you live in. And if you're looking for this, if you're starting to understand this is the divine pattern that we all are contributing in our different ways to a common good, you can start to see it everywhere and it gives you this new excitement and this vibrance about what it is you're participating in. So if you think about the community that you live in, start noticing how everybody contributes in their different ways to that community. This is kind of silly, but whenever I see a delivery truck, like an Amazon truck, drive by, I just feel this surge of affection for that person. I almost feel like a little, like, oh, it's a celebrity. Like, thank you! Because there's so much good that that person is doing, giving everybody what they need. When the trash people come, I'm always like, oh, good, we finally got it, and like, sorry, I have an extra bag out there. I hope that's not too much for you because I know what it's like if I accidentally miss trash day or worst of all, if I miss recycling. You understand just how important it is that they're doing what they're doing. But probably the most visceral example is when the power goes out. We're blessed here in this area of the country for some reason with a lot of extended power outages. And Whenever that's happening, when the power's out and you're waiting for it to go on, and those, the Pico is the energy company around here, these big white trucks, that's, there goes my hero. There goes my hero. Because they're doing something that I don't think about most of the time, but when it's really needed, they're doing that. And each of us are doing something that perhaps it's in the background a lot of the time, but when the right time comes, people understand just how much we are contributing to the whole. All these different groups are contributing to the the whole of us being able to live this life that we're living. So it's there. Variety is perfection in the community. And in a really tangible way, variety is perfection with your coworkers, at wherever you work. Why do people spend so much money on these seminars and these books where you figure out, well, what's my learning style? And how do, do I need to have a standing desk or a sitting desk? Can I listen to a presentation? or do I need? Because people approach things in different ways. And instead of that sort of irking you, like, this is how I'd want to hear a message, why aren't you getting it when I tell you this in the way that I'd want to hear it, understanding, yeah, we have a common goal and we approach it in different ways, then you can start to get this excitement about that organism working toward perfection. I was reading this book written by the CEO of a company where you had these two divisions, uh, the manufacturing, the factory floor, and then the sales division, and for a while, they had stopped really talking to each other. They didn't work, both like kind of going off in their own directions, and the company was suffering because of that. But when they took the time to understand, yeah, we're very different, and what we like and need is very different, but we're both contributing in our different ways toward this whole, which is you know, to, do, to change the world in the way that this company's trying to change it in, then there was this huge transformation and life got better for everyone. I was, my, my wife is a preschool teacher and when we were talking about this beforehand, she was saying, yeah, like even with a class of kids, 
as more kids come in, there's just this more vibrancy to it. The different kinds of kids, well, there's different kinds of kids have different kinds of friends that they're looking for, and certain kids will connect with other ones. It builds into this critical mass of energy. So this can happen all across any kind of employment that you're in. Everybody just notice how this person is contributing to the same thing I am in a different way. And even with families, I feel like that, that's a part of it. And I hadn't really thought of it this way until I started working on this, but there is something which is the health of the family or the, the goodness of us being together. And each of us has a different way in which we approach that, different way in which we contribute to it. And you can notice in your other family, oh, this is how they think they're going to be making life better. And picking it apart that way, even my daughter who is six, I, I can look and see, oh, yeah, yeah, she's doing this because she thinks it will be fun. She thinks it will make things better for us. It just gives you better perspective and more love for the people that you're interacting with. This variety is perfection, is in everything, it's in every system, and those systems only work when each part is being itself and contributing to the right goal from who it is. So if that's kind of heaven, then hell would be the opposite of that, would be a trying to pull those systems apart. And one way that I find that that happens is when the pieces don't believe that they're really worthy of being in the system or that they should be who they are. I find in my head, I'll get a lot of negative chatter, which is, oh, you're not good enough, or this person over here isn't good enough, or you don't have anything to contribute. That is this, you can think of it as, this is the opposite of that. Because the only way the watch is gonna work, the only way the ecosystem is gonna work is if each element is who they are. And the idea that you are who you are for a reason is fundamentally important, and it's a clear message that God tells each one of us. This is in the book of Jeremiah, and this is, this is a, a famous quote, and with, with good reason. I find it very poetic. There's two parts I want to look at it in it. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. How often can you feel like, I've just... I just got spewed out by this giant machine of humanity. My life has been this, this random thing. Who cares if I'm me or not? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And this is not in the literal sense of the story. This is, we're talking to Jeremiah. But this is true for every single one of us at any time. Because each of us is a prophet in our way. Because each of us is able to have a perspective and tell the rest of humanity something that nobody else can. Because we are that ideal link that no one else can be. Because we are that element in the watch that nobody else is. We make heaven better in our own particular way. Each of us has a message to give in who we are, in how we live our life, and it is something that is not by chance at all. This is who we were meant to be. So it's great 
that you are you. And it's great, believe it or not, that everybody else is who they are. Because in that, there is the potential for all of us to gather into this most perfect form. What we can look at as our mission or our task is from where we are, from our particular way of looking at life, from our particular mind and heart and set of experiences, can we take that place in life that we inhabit and bring it before the Lamb? Can we come from wherever we came from and wherever we've been, whatever we've experienced, and say, I'm going to stand before this love and this innocence that's at the heart of life and say, this is, this is what life's about. I'm going to bring my world in service of love. When we all do that, we get this amazingly better whole than you could ever get if it was just everyone coming from the same place. So all those nations hanging out there in front of the Lamb, that is a picture of the best reality that can exist. And that is God's plan. And it wouldn't be complete without you. So it's great that you are who you are. Let's take a minute to let that sink in. And I'm not saying you're always going to know exactly who you are. None of us know. But what we do know is that God is, God knows, and God is going to bring us wherever we need to go to impact the world in the way we need to impact it. And that impact goes on forever. So let's take a second and just do a little bit of a silent prayer. We can reflect on what we've heard in your heart. Maybe you're, you're speaking to God in your head. Maybe you're just relaxing. And then we'll say the Lord's Prayer. I'll say it. You can say it with me. And um, hopefully this will move us on our way. So let's just take a second, get a little comfortable, and think about how variety is perfection and how you can be a part of that, bringing that before the Lamb. Okay, no need to interrupt your train of thought. I'm going to say the Lord's Prayer, and you can all say it with me or, or continue to, uh, to let God in. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And that is, the, that is coming before the Lamb there. That's one of the coolest things about the Lord's Prayer is that we were all different, and yet when we all come and say that same thing, which is this impulse toward living the good life, 
that is us all gathering and saying, this is the place that we meet. We meet in this love here. So, thank you for thinking this through with me. I hope you go out uh, strong in the conviction that life is good. It's good that we all are who we are, and we are all playing an important part in, in bringing God's plan to fruition. Thanks, everyone. Have a great Sunday. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody.